Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Preserving land in its natural state is critical for the future. With all the pressures to develop affordable housing, The idea of making sure we protect and preserve areas can easily get lost. On today's show, you will hear two stories about ensuring our natural heritage does not get overlooked. To begin, you will hear from Pauline Browse, a former MP and lifelong resident of Hamilton Township. She will talk about protecting the Rouge National Urban Park located in Scarborough. This is a fight she has waged for more than 30 years. The Ontario government is threatening the park as it is about to open lands for development adjacent to the park located in Pickering. I'm so pleased to have with me today Pauline Browse, the former MP and longtime advocate for the Rouge National Urban Park. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you very much. Let's begin with your relationship to the Rouge National Urban Park. When did you first get involved with the Rouge Valley and its preservation? Well, this goes back quite a way, Robert. It goes back to when I first was elected as a member of Parliament uh, back in 1984. And at that time, uh, this Rouge uh, Valley area had been expropriated by uh, Bill Davis, the Premier, uh, as to be a green space between the proposed airport that the federal government had uh, had expropriated land for the airport. So this land was was uh, public land. And um, there was a lot of uh, a, a lot of talk here because the airport was not going ahead. And so um, at that time in 1990, uh, in 19 um, the late 80s there from uh, a whole group of people came to me and said, we need your help to save this Rouge area. And I said, well, there there really isn't any federal jurisdiction here. Uh, we've got two railroads that run through the Rouge, but that, that's the only thing. So, um, but I said, the Rouge is important to me. Uh, I live in this community. I want to have this saved. So I will go to Ottawa and see what I can do to help this and to make this uh, uh, make this saves for for perpetuity. So uh, I was very fortunate to be appointed by Prime Minister Mulroney as the secretary of uh, assistant to the Minister of the Environment, which was uh, Tom McMillan from Prince Edward Island. And so uh, I said to Tom, I said, uh, you know, we've got the most beautiful area in uh, Scarborough, uh, Markham, uh, Pickering there, that we need to have it saved. And uh, he said, well, I, I don't know how we can do that. And 
at that time, he was keen about parks also. And so he had um, uh, a whole um, uh, study done on parks. And uh, the park, John C. Barish from the minister, from the uh, University of Western Ontario, uh, excuse me, of Waterloo, uh, he was he was the um, chair of it. And it came back from that study that there should be pieces of land in Canada that don't necessarily fit into the National Parks Act, but it actually should, they should be saved. So as soon as I saw that as one of the recommendations that, well, the Rouge fits into this perfectly. At that time, uh, the Honorable David Crombie was doing the uh, Royal Commission on the uh, Toronto waterfront. And he uh, immediately actually started saying, well, the Toronto waterfront is really um, because of the three rivers that come down, the Rouge, the Don, and the Humber come down, that these are what affects the Toronto waterfront. And so uh, he said in his report, his preliminary report, that the Rouge was pristine and this whole area of the Rouge should be should be saved. So those are two items that came up that said the uh, Royal Commission um, and this uh, park study. And so uh, I said to uh, the, our government, uh, we needed to, to do something on here. So we had, uh, so Tom McMillan came up and uh, toured it. I said to the Save the Rouge group that were in Scarborough here, I said, um, uh, you know, we, we need to save this. The provincial government was really quite un, unhappy about all of this because they owned the land. And so we had cabinet ministers coming in. We had all sorts of uh, publicity about saving this. And the province uh, said, well, you know, why are you coming in here? What about the money? What about the money? And so I said to our group in Scarborough, I said, well, you know, how much money do you think the federal government should put forth at this point? And uh, and so uh, Glenn DeBearmaker, who is one of our strong persons there, said, uh, equipped $10 million. Well, $10 million in 1985 sounds like a lot of money. And uh, so I said, well, I'll do my best. We'll go to Ottawa and we'll see if we can get the $10 million. Well, um, a year or two later, uh, we got announced $10 million for uh, for the, to save the Rouge, which was really wonderful that the Mulroney government uh, did that. So, uh, so over all these years, we have been working on it. It's a long story, Robert, uh, about how we were able to do this. And uh, it, it took 30 years to do this. And um, in, in 2012, uh, we, got it, we got it saved uh, in the speech from the throne. Uh, Jim Flaherty uh, and uh, Peter Kent, who were environment ministers, finance ministers, announced it in 2012. $143 million to save this uh, for over, over 10 years for the Rouge, which was an amazing amount of money. And uh, so uh, Parks Canada uh, would, be, uh, would be the uh, custodians of, of this uh, international uh, organization uh, recognized organization which was uh, which was good it was it was really difficult because uh, 
Parks Canada at the beginning was not very keen about it because they didn't. They said it didn't fit in to the National Parks Act, and so um, I remember meeting with uh, many people at Parks Canada in Ottawa, and they said, "Oh, you know, it doesn't really fit. Doesn't really fit." And I said, "Well, I, I think it does. Uh, it does fit, and it it needs to be saved, and and so on." And so then we got a new a new uh, head of the Parks Canada. His name was Alan Latourell. I met with him, and he said, "You know, uh, Pauline," he said, um, "We've got all these wonderful national parks across the country, but very few people are able to visit them. It takes it's a long distance. It takes a lot of money to get there." He said, "I'd like to have this." as a national park because people could actually come to the sea, see the wilderness, see the uh, species, see the flora, the fauna, and so on. And we need to have this. And I, I was just so thrilled. He said, uh, he said, Parks Canada at this point is going to say, yes, we need to do this. But he said, um, we need uh, the political masters on side. And I said, well, just leave the political masters to us. We'll try to do our best with that. And so uh, so anyway, we, we, we got this uh, park in 2012. Uh, it's now expanded to 20,000 acres, reaches right from Lake Ontario to the Oak Ridges Moraine, uh, part of Scarborough, uh, Toronto, uh, Markham, uh, and it reaches up to Uxbridge and some of Pickering. Bring us up to the current status then. Well, this is an oasis surrounded by 7 million people. It's, um, it's a pristine uh, river which divides from, from the Rouge and the Little Rouge uh, in a Y-shape up from Lake Ontario. The marsh area at uh, Lake Ontario is a beautiful, beautiful site, reaches up to the trails that, that go through the through the rouge. I mean, the endangered species that are there, uh, that we're protecting them. Um, the Coralinian forest, uh, one of the few uh, Coralinian forests still uh, uh, survived in the and preserved in the, in the southern Ontario. Um, there's the the aspect of um, culture. Um, when we did some uh, uh, archaeological digging when when I was in Ottawa, I wanted to see what was in some of these areas, and we found a 17th century French coin. And so obviously the Cour de Bois uh, from Quebec were were traveling traveling up the Rouge. Uh, the there's we we have the culture of the uh, indigenous folks that uh, have uh, had had uh, log houses uh, a, a great history of the indigenous people that 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 lived uh, and uh, hunted uh, on this land and then what is in this park is agriculture so the three pillars of the Rouge Park is agriculture, nature, and culture. And so agriculture, this is the first time that agriculture has been in a national park. And and I happen to think it's it's really good environmental policy 
to be able to have agriculture growing things right in right in this national park and so there are farms there and and uh, you know in the spring the summer you can you can um, buy tomatoes and strawberries pick your own strawberries and all this right right in the national park so there are many many wonderful aspects uh, of this that that makes this a very special place one of the reasons I'm talking to you today is that there are some very serious concerns that you have about what's going on to uh, lands adjacent to the park. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you about this. Uh, you know, when we when we got these 20,000 acres, we thought, well, uh, you know, our work is done here. But the work is never done in the Rouge. There's always something that needs to be done. And so I'm chair of the Friends of the Rouge National Urban Park. And we have a very good group of dedicated community people that are on our group. So what has happened right beside, right adjacent, abutting the Rouge Park is 5,000 acres of uh, dedicated preserved farmland. It's called the Duffins Creek agricultural preserve of 5,000 acres in Pickering, directly east of the boundaries of the Rouge Park. And so this 5,000 acres have been preserved since 1995. Premier Mike Harris put a preservation on this in 1995. We work very hard with, with, the, with the Ontario government on this. Uh, why did this not come into the park in 2012? It didn't because we had a lot of work to do of a lot of the boundaries to bring uh, uh, pieces of land into the park. But this 5,000 acres was already preserved. So we thought, well, it's preserved. So let's just leave that uh, at this present time. But we wanted to have it in the park. So so Premier Mike Harris put that in, uh, preserved. You see, it had been expropriated, but Mike, we said it should be farmland. And so Mike Harris said, okay, well, we will, we will preserve this. We'll sell it back to the farmers at a lower price. And uh, so they will continue to farm. Then when Premier McGinty was uh, elected, he put on a preservation of the green belt onto this land also. So it was preserved twice, the 5,000 acres. And then suddenly, uh, just before Christmas of this year, of last year, uh, the present Ontario government decided to make some changes to the green belt. And you may recall that there was a uh, in the newspaper, there was a map of the green belt showing the green belt that was going, some of the green belt was going to be removed in order to build houses. And uh, it, it looked like uh, right from Niagara on the Lake right through to Oshawa that pieces of the green belt was going to be taken out. And it was 7,000 acres to be taken out and 9,000 acres additional uh, were going to be put in. And so people said, well, you know, maybe what's wrong with that? 7,000 out, 9,000 in. Uh, well, then we started looking at what those 7,000 acres were that was coming out. And of those 7,000 acres, 
5,000 acres was this Duffins Rouge Agricultural Preserve. 5,000 of the 7,000 in one single area. And, and we were, we were really flabbergasted about this, um, that this would, would, had been preserved since 1995 and that it, it, uh, it, it would be building 2,000 houses, which would have a, a very detrimental effect on, on the Rouge because it's been preserved, a farmland. We need the farmland for one thing. Uh, the, for the for the food production, it's it's uh, class one farmland in there, and it it definitely needs to be preserved. It's it's um uh, it if the houses were to be built there, it would have a, a really detrimental effect. For people who may not understand, it's separate from the park. It's adjacent to the park. What is going to be the impact? I mean, there's. I understand the agricultural argument, but how does it impact the adjacent lands? Can you explain that part, please? Yes. Well, they they there are many reasons. The integrity of the park is is in question here uh, because of the species at risk that that are there. There's there's a, a number of species, threatened species. That uh, that uh, because of the 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 way the park is is uh, laid out there, it's quite narrow right where the the these Stephens Rouge uh, preserve is. So we need that in order to need that land in order to preserve the the species at risk. I mean, if there were houses built there, the threatened uh, on on. Uh, on, on on many the the red 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 headed woodpeckers the the wood thrush the the meadow lark um, the um, uh, the uh, barn swallows I mean there's many species including the monarch butterflies would would be threatened because of this so it's a critical habitat there uh, we've recently uh, um, uh, um, released. 500 um, blending turtles into the Rouge. And of course, they migrate into this area also. So that we need this land in order to have the integrity of the park maintained. And uh, so it's really critical, Robert. Are there other lands involved in this as well? I, I understand that there were some lands included that were appropriated for the Pickering Airport back numerous, numerous decades ago. Can you tell us about that and how it relates to the Duffin Rouge Agricultural Preserve, which impacts then again the, the Rouge Valley? Yes. Well, we've got, if you can visualize the Rouge Park, directly east of the Rouge Park is the Duffin's Rouge Agricultural Preserve. And then uh, immediately to the northeast is uh, a, another 7,000 acres of the of the uh, airport lands. Some of the airport lands have already been put into the Rouge. Uh, Premier um, Prime Minister Stephen Harper put 5,000 acres of the of the airport lands into the into the Rouge up in the Uxbridge north part of the Rouge in the Uxbridge area. So we we believe that the the airport lands the 
rest of the airport lands uh, should definitely be included into the into the Rouge Park also. So we want to have the the, the Duffins Rouge Agricultural Preserve put into the park. And we want the airport lands being uh, put into the park also, the, the Pickering lands. We have been meeting with uh, several representatives of the federal government about this and talking with them about this. And, of course, um, Parks Canada is uh, always uh, willing to take on more uh, more land to into this into this beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, park of the national park. First, the first urban national park in uh, in Canada, which is uh, really quite, quite, uh, quite something. The thing is, this is the thing people say, well, we need houses. Uh, we've got a lot of refugees, immigration into Canada, which we need the workers, and we understand that. Um, and we need, know that people need houses. The thing is, though, is that the municipalities have already done an inventory of land that's available for housing. There's 14,000 acres of land has already been identified by municipalities in the GTA that could be suitable for housing, not on this agricultural preserve. So yes, housing is important, uh, the and and you know we understand that uh, all of us understand we need to have uh, nice homes for people that are arriving, uh, but but there there are there's lots of land for for housing, not this not this, and so it's not so much you know not in my backyard there's there's a really uh, interesting um, uh, and and strong arguments of why. This needs to be preserved. But, you know, I've always thought we can't be just against something. We have to be for something. And we are for having this into the park. And we are for having houses built in areas where it's not a sensitive uh, land that, uh, that would be detrimental to this national park. It's amazing that how much pressure though there is to develop this i i know that there's uh there are developers who are pursuing this aggressively through the the courts and other appeal systems um there's been a lot of resources and legislation that has gone into overhauling the development process to speed things up by the provincial government they've been doing that and there are provincial representatives who say this land is needed in pickering so what do you say specifically to the municipal and provincial people that are pushing so hard and the developers who are pursuing this so hard, what do you say to them directly? Well, we, we have a speaking, we've been speaking to the municipalities and this, all of this area is in the, in the uh, Pickering uh, area. And so um, the, the council of Pickering uh, has voted unanimously that this, uh, Duffins Rouge Agricultural Preserve needs to be preserved. The City of Toronto has just passed unanimously uh, a motion that this preserve, this 5,000 acres need to be, be preserved and needs to be put into the National Park. So we spoke to the federal government about this too. I mean, the Parks Canada 
was really first off the mark to say to the provincial government, this needs this needs to be safe. And so the federal environment minister just a few weeks ago uh, had made a made an announcement to say this preserved land is so important that uh, that they have the federal government has stepped into this and said we are going to do a study on this 5000 acres to determine exactly the uh, the uh, damage that it would do to the to the national park and so that study is 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 progressing and uh, the terms of reference of that study is is going to be done by june and then the 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 study will will actually be done so i mean there there's there are organizations municipalities that are saying this needs to be this needs to be preserved now i understand what you're saying is that the farmers that bought this land back in the in the 90s what some of them have done is developers have come to their door and said oh, you have some farmland, I'd like to build houses here. And so the farmers, even though the preservation was on this land, the farmers sold this for millions of dollars to developers. So the developers own some of this land within the agricultural preserve, and they bought it with the whole idea that it was preserved. But waiting for the moment, the moment that a government would say, oh, we don't want it preserved, we'll just build houses. And so that's where we're at right now. We're saying, hey, listen, this is important. We need to keep this preserved. And so, you know, what's the solution for this? Well, the that was going to be my is, question. I, I, yeah. I, I, it's, it, it, it sounds like there's so many levels of government here that just don't seem to be working together. I mean, you know, you sound. It sounds to me, and and from my research, all this work's being done by the federal government to do this study. There's the municipalities who have passed uh, um, bylaws and and policies to protect this land, but the missing piece seems to be the provincial government. Are are these three levels talking to each other? Well, that's a good question. Um, we we hope that they are talking to each other. And, uh, you know, one of the things that has always been important for me in, in, in working on these issues is that trying to keep the politics out of it, trying to keep the partisan politics out of it. And, and over the years, we have been able to do that. Uh, you know, we had a unanimous uh, uh, a, a vote in the House of Commons to have, to have the Rouge Park. We work with the provincial government. We work with the NDP, the liberals, the conservatives. We work together because this was the right thing to do. And uh, this is the right thing to do here to to keep this Dufflin's Rouge agricultural preserve. So we we are we are beavering on on this. Uh, we are we are working uh, closely with the. With uh, all of the all of the governments, uh, the three levels of government, it's it's really interesting that we've got whole three levels of government on this. But the, the federal government and parts Canada are, you know, there's there's a few solutions here that need to be considered. 
Uh, one <clears throat> is, um, well, the, 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 the top one that we want is that, that this would just be continued to be preserved. The uh, other options are some land swaps for areas that, uh, that would be suitable. But 5,000 acres is a lot of land to swap. And so I'm not sure about that. Now, most recently, the federal minister of the environment indicated that the federal government might be interested in purchasing some of this land. So uh, it's too early to say about this. Um, right now, um, it's the this study that will take place. Um, there will be no environmental assessment by the federal government at this point because there isn't a project that's actually proposed. I mean, the, there isn't a, a person that has brought forth a proposal to build a thousand houses or whatever. Uh, once that would take place, and hopefully it doesn't even take place, uh, then that's when the federal government can uh, invoke the Environmental Assessment Act and uh, to to say that the assessment uh, of of this proposal would would be examined. So at this point, it's only a study that's uh, that's on this land. But we're we're happy that this study is going to is going to take place, and and hopefully this study that's done will will be uh, satisfactory to the provincial government to say, uh, yes, we need to have this preserved. Just last week, Environment Minister David Pacini announced a new urban provincial park in Uxbridge. It covers about 1,315 acres, um, and it's land in within the Oak Ridges moraine. Optically, this looks very good for the province, and it could be argued that, yes, they do care about lands and preserving uh, lands in an urban environment. What do you take away when you hear that this has taken place? What's the takeaway for you? Well, I was I was really happy to uh, to hear that 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 um, new provincial park was going to take place there. It's it's a park now. It's going to be expanded, and and I think that's that's uh, that's very good. There's actually um, another national park that has been recently uh, announced in in the, in the Windsor area. Which uh, which I've been speaking with some of the folks down there because they they say uh, how how did you do the national park in in Scarborough so we wanted to help to get some help to, uh, down there so so that's been good uh, yes I think that I think that I think that it's a, it's a very good thing I mean I I know um, um, David Puccini very well and uh, I've had a chance to speak with him. And uh, told him that uh, this is uh, we've been working this, working on this because it's the right thing. It's the right thing to do to save this land from all the various issues that we've been speaking about. And I said it's it's uh, it's right for you to uh, to do the right thing also and to to preserve this uh, to be sure that the national park is uh, the integrity of the national park is maintained. What was your sense in leaving that conversation? Did you feel you had a champion in, in Mr. Pacini? Uh, we're looking forward to meeting uh, with David Pacini 
in the near future to explain more to him. I've talked to him on the telephone uh, about this, and uh, uh, we look forward to meeting as as a group with him on this to outline uh, all the issues that we believe that are in play here in order to uh, to maintain the Rouge National Urban Park. You know, a uh, hundred years from now, when every little bits and pieces of land have got a house or an apartment or a condo or something on, and we'll have have the 25 or 30,000 acres in the middle of this very dense urban area, people will say, this is just so wonderful that we can have these trails, these wetlands, we can see these birds, we can see all this fauna and flora, we can enjoy this, all these trails. I mean, it's, 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 we're, we're talking about posterity here. We're, we're, we're talking about future. Uh, it's, it's like the National Park of Banff being, being established uh, 125 years ago. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that Sir John A. Macdonald perhaps got some pushback to say, why are you doing that in the middle of nowhere? Uh, and now it's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's the uh, most beautiful place ever. And uh, it's the place that people want to, it's a real destination area. So the same with here. I mean, here we are, the first national urban park in the largest city in the country. And uh, we just want to be sure that this is maintained and the integrity is maintained. How hopeful are you that this can be stopped? <clears throat> well, I've been working on the Rouge for a long time. And uh, uh, there are a number of times that I went to bed at night and thought, well, we've done so much, but will we actually get over the mountain? Well, we've had to climb a lot of mountains to get this park. And uh, we've had to uh, purchase land. We've had to, we've had to lobby. We have had to do a tremendous amount of work to get to where we are now. A lot of people in this community, in this whole area, and not necessarily just in this geographic area, but there's a recognition of this urban park. Uh, right across the country. And, uh, you know, when when the, the House of Commons voted unanimously for it, uh, from people from all across the country, they recognize this. And, and even today, you know, many years since I've been sitting in the House of Commons, I meet my colleagues and said, and they say, how are you doing on the Rouge these days? I said, well, we're still working on it, and there's still more work to do. But uh, yes, it's, uh, I, I am hopeful, um, you know, you must be hopeful to, to keep going. Uh, but because it's the right thing to do, because you do not want to have something um, destroyed or ruined or um, not kept in its integrity, you have to keep going on this. You have to keep saying we must do everything we can to 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 be sure that this national park is the type of national park that we're proud of. Um, 
Parks Canada has has been doing a magnificent job in terms of the of the trails, the the, um, the uh, species that are are being preserved, uh, all the the good work in the with the rivers, and we are in the process right now of getting um, the new visitor center, which will be the 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 place to to visit when you come to the Rouge. I mean, right now this is so so many entrances to the Rouge. People, I say, you know, you should come and visit the Rouge, and and they say, well, just where do I go? Well, there's many places to go, uh, and we've got some good maps and so on, but. Every national park has got a visitor center to go and learn about the Rouge, even if you learn about the park, even if you don't go on the trails, you can learn about the park. So the, the visitor center will be um, off of Meadowvale Road, uh, and it's right opposite the Toronto Zoo. So that will be, uh, and we expect the opening of that in uh, 24. I'd like to shift gears now for just a moment, very briefly, um, just to talk about something a, a little more local. And and you are a lifelong resident of Hamilton Township, and you are very involved in the Harwood waterfront. Can you tell That's us right. very quickly about that and what's going on there? Yes. Well, thank you, Robert. Um, yes, um, I was born in Harwood, and, and we've we've had our farm there uh, since 1876 when my grandparents uh, bought that farm. Uh, so we have a long tradition there of being uh, very involved in the community. And of course, you know, my father was also a member of Parliament for Northumberland. Uh, so um, the waterfront. Um, I'm really keen about waterfronts and uh, and how it's preserved. I mean, I think over the years, um, people haven't thought a lot about waterfronts, and they built uh, they built um, companies and polluted water and so on and so forth on waterfronts. But there's a there's been a, a rejuvenation on on waterfronts. The Harwood waterfront is particularly important because of the historic significance of this. Uh, the, in in the 1850s, uh, the railroad that was uh, built between Coburg and Peterborough, and the uh, there was a the terminus on the south shore of Rice Lake was in Harwood, and the um, causeway was built, a portway, and then a, a bridge across. So uh, the history of the of the um, community and the history of the Rice Lake is is exceedingly important. So um, about 20 years ago, uh, uh, some of the gals and guys that were in Harwood, we were down at the down at the dock and there and saying, well, you know, we need to do something here to to make this uh, uh, more beautiful and to tell the story and uh, and have a, a, Rice Lake is the best fishing lake in Ontario. A lot of people come for fishing. So, so we've been working on that. Uh, the Heritage uh, Committee of the of the Hamilton Township has put up a beautiful sign there on talking about the history of it. Uh, we have um, uh, just built a few years ago uh, a structure. It's like a it's like a gazebo, but it's we, we designed it in such a way that it kind of looks like a station, 
Um, and so we call it the pavilion. Um, so um, we uh, at the at the area too is the the only beach in Hamilton Township is is the beach in Horwood for children to swim. And so we are been working on that. Hamilton Township has recently, uh, as of last year, had a, a master plan uh, for parks and recreation for Hamilton Township. Uh, it's a really good it's a really good report. Uh, we have um, we have gone over it in detail, and there's many recommendations for um, for the waterfront uh, at uh, Butley, Gorge Landing, and and Horwood. Uh, and so we're we're pursuing pursuing that with uh, with Hamilton Township. So we've got a lot of things on our plate, and we're planning to do a lot of things. Uh, one of the the big things would be is to uh, maintain a portion of that causeway that goes from the Harwood Dock, uh, maybe about two or three hundred feet north. Uh, which uh, would go to what what local people call the gap, which is the gap between that small um, small craft uh, boats can pass through uh, that causeway, and so from the dock to what we call the gap is owned by Hamilton Township. The causeway from the gap uh, north uh, is owned by the Trent Severn Waterway. So uh, we would like to uh, maintain that causeway as a, as a pathway. There's a lot of erosion taking place right now, but um, you still can walk out to the gap. And there's um, people are always on the gap and at fishing, really good fishing there. And so um, we we've got some short term. Um, projects and we've got some long-term projects and uh, we'll keep working working on that to make that a, a, a really special destination for uh, Hamilton Township. Pauline Rose, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Well, it's a, bright, a great pleasure and uh, thank you so much for having me on your uh, on your show. That was Hamilton Township resident Pauline Browse, former MP and longtime advocate for the Rouge National Urban Park. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share.
And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.